You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. Well, Nada, on Friday, <laughs> we had discussed the low point yes. of the season. I had done an extra point for 730 the game that feel that felt a little bit like a eulogy. It was a really, really down bad type of swing the Charlotte Hornets were going through and that Chicago loss that they experienced, no yep. one showed up. It was a game where everyone should have been rowdy. Borrego discussed how they knew how important that one was, including the importance they knew uh, uh, how much it was against uh, New York as well, just a game previous to that. So it was really bad for the Charlotte Hornets going into this game against Cleveland to the weekend. They find a way to win. It was a single-digit margin of victory, but they find a way to win 108-102. to Charlotte outscores Cleveland in the second half, 30-23 to in the third, 30-24 to in the fourth. Then you see them absolutely destroy Boston yes. yesterday, and Celtics got it a little close in the third, I believe. Maybe that was, maybe the fourth, but Miles Bridges at the end of the third, hitting that double-clutch, deep, set three-pointer at the end, that was a nice momentum boost to send them into the fourth, and they never really looked back. I mean, the Hornets were able to extend that lead even more so, hitting a ton of threes in this one, and the Hornets, again, they went in a big way against the Boston Celtics, one of the teams they're trying to catch. Chicago was a low point, yeah, okay? Like, no. that that was that was an awful game. You continued to lose, I don't know however many was, like seven of your last eight, six of your last seven, something like that. And then you bounce back with two nice wins. So I think both of those things can Absolutely. be true. It was a low point to that point of the season. It was awful. And kudos to Charlotte for finding a way to fight and then win against Cleveland, who they struggled with a little bit, despite them not being a great team, and getting a win against a Boston team that had won, that's now, even with this loss, they've won seven of their last yeah. ten. Yeah, like this is this is one of those things where – like I don't know how to feel because I get, this is part of I guess riding the roller coaster, the supreme lows of oh my god, this team lost to a Zach Levine-less Chicago Bulls team, and then the high, the maybe highs, and we got to talk about Borrego in this because Borrego's like yo, I just got to go with my best lineup now, and we're gonna go Graham Martin. No, no Zeller in any of the rotation. Graham, Martin, um, Rogier, Bridges, Washington, and like the growth of PJ Washington since he's come back. He's only had one game where he hasn't scored twenty points, and he scored two in that. Like at some yeah. point, we have yeah, exactly Chicago the Chicago right. game. It was Chicago. <laughs> like he had a no show in the Chicago game, but he sh he scored twenty points in at least. Every single game since he's come back. And at some point, we just got to understand that, like, this team goes as far as P.J. Washington's going to go in that small ball center, center role. Now, is it going to work against Milwaukee? Hell no. Because they have entirely too much length, and that's where you're going to need a Bismack Biombo. That's where we may see Cody Zeller unearthed again. Maybe. 
But at some point, like, I think Borrego realized that he just had maybe eight guys that he can rely on at this point to do the job. And that's the way it's going to be until reinforcements come. Thankfully, reinforcements are supposed to show up, or at least allegedly going to show up this week in probably LaMelo Ball. That's the one thing you have to go look forward to. But in terms of just being ready to, like, this is a hell of a turnaround. But they gave us no reason to have any sort of confidence in them going into either Cleveland, especially on a back-to-back, and them being as shorthanded as they were, and especially Boston, a team that had owned them since Terry Rozier had come, since Terry Rozier had been there. So, like, they didn't give us any confidence to believe that they were going to turn us around. They have done that. Congratulations. Let's see you sustain this because I would like to see this team at least have two shots to make a playoff seat, make playoff seating rather than just you have to win twice to get in. The margin for error, I, I'd like to see this team a little bit of a margin for error right now. Yeah, and well, the magic number is eight for them to get into the postseason. I saw that tweet from Sam Farber, play-by-play announcer for the Charlotte Hornets. So eight games, you start to separate yourself at least a little bit with these last two games from Chicago, who had beat you. And again, the low point of what we thought was the year. Raptors, they lost a game, so they're five games back now, right? So Charlotte, it got to, I believe, about three. Now Charlotte, they're five games ahead of the Bulls and the Raptors. They're three games ahead of the Wizards, who have currently won eight games in a row. They're nine uh, and one in their last 10, and they're just one full game up on the Indiana Pacers, who have won three straight. The teams around them, really, besides the Celtics, they're all winning games, too. Miami's coming off of a win. The Celtics have lost two, but they won seven of their last 10 games. The Atlanta Hawks have won the last two, and the New York Knicks have won their last nine. So for the most part, all of the teams that you're worried about besides Chicago and Toronto, they continue really to win these games. And Charlotte, they're three and a half games back of that four seed against New York. Going to be too much, in my opinion, to try to catch them, especially with the injuries. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. But at least you provide yourself some type of cushion from falling out of the play-in tournament altogether, at least at this point in time. Let's talk about some individual performances coming up in the next segment. But first... I want to talk to you guys about Indeed. If you're a hiring, if you're a hiring expert for your company, what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates, and you need a hiring partner who uh, partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. You can get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only, and you can only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and then you can schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. You have uh, you can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. We'll talk about some individual performances coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. 
and I was cutting a rug in that place. Not a Funk Master Flex. Shout out so, to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. You can get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. You can subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. The Draft Network, by the way, does an excellent job. They've got a really, uh, really good set of dudes analyzing the draft. Joe Marino, Jordan Reed is really good. You even have Benjamin Solak, who's awesome at this. There are so many talented guys over there with the Draft Network. So make sure you check out the Locked On Podcast Network with the uh, NFL Draft Live Show that we're doing because we got a lot of talented guys analyzing every single pick. Also, the other thing that I want to promote is Built Bar because go. you know what it is with yeah. Built Bar and Locked On right now. They've got amazing flavors. They've got the new ones. They've got the old ones. They've got mint brownie. They got lemon almond cheesecake. Whatever you want, they're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew, and they're great for the health conscious guy. High protein, high fiber, but low calorie and low sugar. And if you go to builtbar.com, you can also get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. So go there. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, individual performance is nada you are going to inevitably give the player of the week award on wednesday to miles bridges i have to imagine no matter what happens on tuesday against milwaukee miles has been good you know i think I think the other guy you yes. go to is PJ, right? Like you see the four of the last five performances for PJ. They've been really good. He scored over 20 points in all of those contests. He's been really good from three point range. He's been good defensively at 12 rebounds against the Celtics in this one. But miles also continues to show up and I just find it fascinating. Not even having the debate. We can have that debate for player of the week on Wednesday, but what you're seeing right now is two guys coexist on the floor that I myself thought had a problem to maybe be too redundant going forward. But instead of having this kind of three, four conundrum, we didn't know it was going to happen. It's actually turned way more into a four five placement without yes. it being a conundrum, right? Like we thought, okay, PJ's going to be a four. He's never going to be truly a three, but miles is probably better suited at the four. So can these guys coexist? Maybe we'll have PJ play some five and that can work out every once in a while. But these guys unlock a really fun small ball lineup. And when they're performing well offensively, when Miles is hitting half of his three pointers, when PJ is hitting more than half of his three pointers, when they're hitting 38 yeah. to 40%, right? Just a sustainable amount over the course of a season. That is a lot of fun to watch. And, and the and the back-to-back first round picks for this team to be playing as well as they are last five games for PJ, really, and kind of the last month, certainly last two, two and a half weeks for Miles. It, it's fun to see those back-to-back first rounders. Yeah, no, that's well absolutely like, like this has been one of those times where you see the growth in people. And this is when you put the stress test on on prospects. And this is what you hope to get from them. You hope to get those moments where they step up in the absence. Again, Miles Bridges has performed way better at the three at times than I ever expected him to perform. And then when he's at the four, he's more natural. Like, this team has become very, very switchy. Like, 
the way that they've impacted the defensive end, granted, a Martin twin has helped with that, Cody Martin specifically, but the defensive improvement that we've seen has basically been because of two guys right now, Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington holding the holding and switching and turning up the defensive intensity to a level that I don't think we've seen before. Like, if this defense was here all year, this team is probably a, a comfortable 4-5 seed. Now, granted, this is only they're only doing this because there ain't no other option. You're not going to be able to outscore teams when you're missing literally a good 40 to 45% of your offense right now. But at the same time, the fact that they were able to adapt, the, the fact that they were able to switch, and at the same time, and I know we're going to talk about him, Devontae Graham not being a passenger is a very big deal, Walker. Like, Devontae Graham being an active participant in the offense, not going hero ball, which he's done at times, and sometimes it's helped, and sometimes it's hurt. Or in the case of the Phoenix game, it, it, it helped, and it hurt at the same time. But at the same, like, the growth of these guys, the fact that we're seeing all of this growth, and it goes back to, like, this is why you don't tank. This is why you put people in positions to win because that's the only way that they grow. And that's what we're seeing right now from those three guys right now. Yeah, before we go to Devontae, because I, I do, I think his, his perception around him is the most intriguing of really any player. You know, I, I think we all have to agree, Miles yeah. is awesome right now. You know, PJ, certainly the last five games has been very good. And then we could, yeah, his perception is pretty damn intriguing too. But Devontae is the most. I do want to go to Miles just real quickly because just the way that he stepped up, ever since that you've had these injuries, right? Like Gordon Hayward goes down and you're going to have to rely on miles a lot more. And you see what he did in February. He averaged 10 and a half points per game, shooting pretty nice from three, you know, 38.3%. I'll take that all day. You know, I'll, I'll take that for the rest of his career and be happy over 50% from the field. Awesome. Give me those numbers again, every single month that he can play basketball. The next month you see in March, you know, kind of the same numbers, right? The three point percentage wasn't as good in March, but the overall field goal percentage was his points per game went down a little bit, but still, you know, playing just the kind of good role that he had all season. And then the injuries hit and you look at what happens ever since April 1st, really not. He's averaging 19 points per game. He's shooting 47% from three. Yeah. And you look at all these games, like you see a lot of four of sevens, four of eights, three of six, four of six, four of eight. It, it's it's just a lot of individually good evaluated games and, and all the efficiency numbers are up. The totals are up for him. It, you see the increased playmaking for miles defensively. He knows where to be. I just think that guy is playing with an abundance of confidence that I don't think we've seen on yes. both ends of the floor it, the, on that on that nasty block. Yeah, it was a Jalen Brown, Brown where, where Jalen Brown gets him to the rim the and he swats it from behind. Yeah, that he doesn't make that play two weeks. He got out of the got out of the floor so fast, off two hands, recognize the timing, two hands, boom, get that bleep out of here. And then you see the play. I think it was PJ who collects the ball. Kind it doesn't go coast to coast, but then he hits Terry Rogier trailing on the right side. A really nice recognition because I think he had a guy running left, and instead, nope, let's go with this three for Terry, and Terry knocks it down. Miles smiling ear to ear, man. Like, yep, we just started this. We're running all we're running the show. 
you can see Miles even with the double clutch three. Just the confidence is so much fun, man. I did not think it was fair to ask Miles to perform better than he already had because he already had a good season. But the way that his totals have gone up without sacrificing efficiency, with not giving up anything on the defensive end, you love to see it, especially for a guy that I was so hesitant on last year because it was so bad. What a huge improvement for him, man. I, I just, you, you got no, you to love what you've seen this season. And he's grown in a way that I don't think anybody saw it. Last year, I do remember James Borrego, especially early, started throwing out the Kawhi comps for Miles Bridges. And I don't know if that was really good salesman job or whatever, but I don't know if you're looking. He's starting to kind of live up to those Kawhi comps. Easy. Starting. Easy. See, I try to give him all the praise in the world, and it's just not enough for you, Nada. I am greedy. greedy, How dare you? How dare you, sir? I don't I like you know me. I'm trying to enjoy the ride. But what I'm saying at the same time is this guy is performing well into what Borrego is start expected of him. Like I just go back to what he said in the post game. Like the Boston game is now the standard for these guys. You're expected to share the ball. You're expected to defend. You're expected to hit tough buckets. Shout out to Brad Wanamaker, who had a bunch of tough layups to stem runs, by the way. Yeah. Like, this brand of basketball is supposed to be the signature. Is it early 2010 Spurs ball? Absolutely. But you know what? The fact that Borrego's decided to adopt it (laughs) and turn it into something different to make this team into his own and put his own fingerprints on this offense and on this defense, by the way. Like, that's the awesome part. And that's where, like, the mile, the miles growth is awesome. And I'm not calling him Kawhi, but if he turns into, I don't know, again, maybe diet Chris Middleton. Like, Chris Middleton with a little bit more athleticism and not the jumper isn't there. But if he turns into something like that to a legit number two, then... I think you'll have done your job in terms of drafting him. And dare I say it, the SGA, again, the Bridges over SGA trade, that drafting, that may be forgiven now, Walker. Who knows? I mean, yeah, like, look, and, and you you quote tweeted this. Somebody tweeted at both of us, I think, or certainly you, and said, Miles is better than SGA. And I don't know if it was a joke or not, whatever. No, not, no I mean, no, it's not no. true. SGA is insane. He's insane. You know, uh, the efficiency for him and you talk about an increased role, higher volume efficiency isn't going away. In fact, it's even more so, I think, shooting from beyond the arc and the thunder. Uh, there are speculation or there is speculation that the thunder just might be holding him out in order to get this top pick because he you know, maybe maybe he could come back. I don't know, but they've lost like 13 straight and SGA hadn't been playing. That guy's insane. But it, it, it goes to the point where it's not Malik yeah. over Donovan Mitchell, right? Like it, it's, it's not that. And you know, as much as I love Malik, you know, Malik is even kind of short. It, look, I, I'm not saying it was a good pick. I'm just saying Malik has played better or whatever, but it, it certainly is a little bit more palatable. Um, yes. it, it, it still sucks, <laughs> but it's it, miles is playing. Yeah, well, exactly. let's just leave it at that. See that that's what I don't want to do. I don't want to go too far down the, down the road into this territory where then we have to knock miles. Yeah. Let's just keep it in this realm of miles is performing. Well, he's got an increased role 
And, and, you know, James Borrego putting him at the three in these cases, because he kind of has to, he's getting more in space and miles in space is too strong and too athletic to handle. So him in space is, is awesome offensively, even with his increased playmaking. So there's some nice things to say about that. Let's move on to the next segment. Bet online. AG is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, the regular season, it's dwindling down, but the postseason is about to be in full swing here in just a moment. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. Don't know if you got the Oscars last night, but Bet Online AG can cover everything. They've got real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online, your online sports book experts, promo code locked on. Let's dive into Devontae Graham, maybe a little bit more of PJ and LaMelo Ball. Could he come back this week? That's coming up next. Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presence More Than God Almighty. Keep this. You're, you're not deleting this at all. This is going to end up being a, a, a bit. I promise you. It's going to no. no, be a bump. It's going to be a bump. Let it, let it, just let it be. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 is presented by Locked On and Odyssey. It's happening right now. It features analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irvin, Jason LaComfora, Brian Baldinger. It's draft week. Thursday is going to be when the first round takes place. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. You can search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and the news that matters to you that's odyssey a-u-d-a-c-y all right let's dive into Devontae. now to james brago it wasn't miles bridges who continued to play well it wasn't really pj washington who had another 20 point performance in the last five contests it was Devontae that brago talked about first and foremost yeah it was a question surrounding Devontae. i think Uh, i didn't catch the question at first but brago talked a lot about Devontae to open up the press availability last night And he used it as a defense saying, look, there are a lot of bad shooting nights for Devontae and there just have been this year. That's what happens when you shoot 37% from the field, 37% from three. But when you shoot 37% from the field, you're going to have a lot of bad shooting nights. And that certainly has been no different. I mean, hell, even against Cleveland, he goes three of 16 and only two, three pointers out of the 13 attempts that he had. But also in that game against Cleveland, Borrego brought up that he had 10 assists and zero turnovers in this game against Boston. Devante, like everyone else had the three point shot falling six of 11 from three, seven of 14 from the field, nine assists and only two turnovers, 24 points collected by Devante led the way for the Hornets yesterday. So Borrego coming to the defense saying Devante is a guy that is a calming presence. He said this last year. He said this in the first half of last year. He oftentimes hammered home the point of he is the guy that leads us. He's the calming presence. He's got a poise. He can control everything. I feel comfortable with him having the basketball in his hands. Not a how much do you value Devonte as someone that has called him a passenger a million times this year? And then there have been points where he stepped up for sure. How do you value what Devonte does give this team when he is the guy that you kind of trust I, with I the basketball? I value it a lot. Hands? I, the only question I ever had about this was when were we going to start seeing the old Devonte, the one that kind of for for long stretches of last season 
carried this team on his back. He's the guy that made Terry Rozier move over. He was the guy that got a whole bunch of run and probably should have been most improved player last year. That was the guy I was expecting. We're starting to see that guy again. Now, granted, his game has also evolved to being a better distributor, being one of the more reliable defenders on the other side of the floor. Like, so there are things that he's done other than that, but I, and I appreciate him because he, you know what he is? He's a comfortable pair of shoes. Now, granted, you have your Jordans that you like and they're fly, but they hurt your feet after a while. And you have those nice little Adidas. You you got some like Adidas, like I'm, I'm not sure if they're Ultra Boosts or something like that. They may even be some Yeezys. But <laughs> that's what he is. He's that comfortable pair of shoes. You know, you just slip them on with a little light sock on them, and you're ready to go. And you can be on your feet for at least 10, 12, 15 hours, and your feet ain't going to get tired. Those are the type that he's that comfortable pair of shoes right now. And granted, there are some times where those comfortable shoes will not do, and you need those J's. We need the J's more often, but I don't mind the comfortable pair of shoes that is Devontae Graham right now. Yeah, and you see the turnovers. They've gone down this year. Now, the usage percentage is part of that reason, but also Devontae just isn't turning the ball over when he has the basketball in his hands at a, at a higher level, period. Whether the usage percentage is down or not, that's something that you can look to and say, okay, he's improved in that area. And you know my problem with Devontae, it, it, I think it's everybody's problem. It's the fact that the guy just can't hit two-point field goals. You know I mean? He's, he's shooting. Devontae Graham is shooting worse from two point range than he even did the two previous years. And it was a big problem. The two previous years. Now the three point percentage, it's basically the same as last year on somewhat similar, the same volume, a little bit less attempts per game, almost one, but it's, it's just the shooting nada. And I guess you have to try to figure out, all right, if you got a guy that is going to shoot, let's see if, if he shoots 40% from the field next season, then it will be pretty comfortably the best that yes. he's ever shot from the field. Um, it, three point percentage. If you get 37, that's just fine, especially on the kind of volume, you know, 37, 38 would be fantastic for Devonte. but it's all about if, if that, if the controlling of the basketball, making the smart decisions, but just not being able to rely on him really anywhere else. How much do you value that when LaMelo ball, especially is on your team, right? Like if LaMelo wasn't on your team, then maybe the Hornets really do try to fight and keep him on this roster. But you got LaMelo now, you know, that that's someone that also is going to help distribute at a really high level. And if the three point shot is there, then goodness gracious, you know, it, it really makes Devonte Graham a lot more expendable. And that me, that's me valuing what he's brought to this team. I, I just wanted to see the shooting numbers, especially inside the three point arc help, you know, defensively, I know his advanced stats were a lot better this season for a large portion, but also it's a guy that is smaller it, it just tends to be a little harder when you're that small to make a huge impact defensively and even just overall on a basketball game. And yeah, I, I like the, I like the decision-making for the most part. You know, there've been some bad turnovers late in games from him every once in a while. That's a real problem, but I, it, it's just tough. I feel like the perception around Devante is now, kind of the hardest point, to gauge. Now. The problem is more, the problem with Le, Devante Graham is the fact that LaMelo ball arrived on the scene and I just remember a story being told, I think Mark Jackson told this, where it's Mark Jackson as a point guard in, on one side of a run, and then you got, and this is an off-season run, I want to say like 90, 91, 92, Mark Jackson's like in his heyday. And he's a, he's a point guard for one squad, 
and Magic Johnson is the other guy that he's playing with. And Magic would be throwing these passes, this, that, and the third, and be just distributing, and guys would be finishing. And Mark would try to throw those same passes, and they weren't finishing this, that, and the third. And after a while, Mark Jackson got frustrated, and people were saying, yeah, you're hitting me, but you're not hitting me like Magic's hitting me. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like unfort- And I'm not, com- I'm not trying to compare LaMelo Ball to Magic Johnson, but when you have a special, and I stress this, special distributor, even if you're above average, you're still not that special. And, I, I mean, it's just different. We don't, like, it doesn't mean that Devontae Graham isn't a good player when a guy like LaMelo Ball comes around. LaMelo's just special. It's different when he's around. And that's that's just, unfortunately, the level of it. Like, Devontae's only going to go so far, so high, so far. I think he's a point guard that you could say is a, a starting point guard on a championship team. But at the same time, LaMelo Ball's a number two, on, a, a, like, a number two on a championship team. There's a difference. And that's all we're saying about it. Yeah. All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks again to rockauto.com for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, you know, really any show on Locked on Podcast Network. Also check out our draft coverage. We're bringing you a ton of it. It's going to be a great week. The NFL draft, it starts on Thursday. We've got a ton of analysis for you on the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.